Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about responsibility, which is our lost value. You know, today in this narcissistic world that we live in where everybody is gaslighting each other, uh, we're coming to find that uh, responsibility takes uh, place nowhere in our media, nowhere in our government, nowhere in our society, nowhere in our law enforcement, nowhere in the courtroom, and uh, nowhere in the world. And it's pretty amazing, but we're living in this day and age when if you ask for responsibility, you're treated as if you're actually crazy. And now our young children are growing up in such a world. You know, the world word responsibility and how often it gets confused with blame, which of course implies that someone or something is at fault for a given situation, it, it's always got a pejorative flavor to it. No one opens up their arms and says, bring on the blame. Quite the contrary. While many love to give it, we're loath to get it. And we'll do almost anything to keep whatever the problem is as far away from ourselves as possible. So we will deflect, deflect, deflect. And it's always someone else's fault or your fault for bringing it up. You know, responsibility, on the other hand, is something that is vastly more powerful as well as empowering. It is actually a great value to have. As, as the language suggests, it is the res responsibility, response, ability, meaning do I have the ability to own a response, you know, and, and the ability to choose our response in every moment to all that is going on around us and choosing that. Is, is, is a claim of ownership of the circumstances of our lives. You know, it's amazing to me that people cannot grasp the idea or they have a hard time grasping the idea that we're not only responsible for our perception of life, but what we tend to forget is we're responsible for how people perceive us, even if we don't like it. And so the idea of walking around defensive, trying to teach everybody your truth about what is right and wrong, what the world is, what the perspective is, only yours is right, that's what we're living in a society full of today. And to be heard is something that very few people are receiving well. Some people do listen well, but on the other hand, most people feel like they've lost their freedom. They've lost their voice in society, in government, in the world, in our school system. It's all across the board. And, and, and you know, it, when you think of watching a, a wife blame the husband uh, for the dog's behavior, for instance, what sense does that make? That doesn't make sense. Or your children's behavior, the husband blaming the wife for children's behavior. What, what sense is that? You know, it, it, I just don't understand what where people come from. We all know how easy and even t tempting it can be to go that route. 
you know, but the thing is, is we're all too busy learning from the media how to be a spin doctor, how to spin truths into what we want people to believe rather than what actual truth is. The trouble is messes are rarely made by one person. In a world of blame, we miss the point. You know, let's say milk falls out of the refrigerator. Well, if one person puts the milk improperly in, in, in the refrigerator or the refrigerator is too crowded, then the kid will opens the refrigerator and the milk spills out. It's the kid's fault. No, it's actually the person's fault that put it in there. But are they going to take accountability? Probably not. It's probably going to be one that opened the fridge and the milk spilled out that's going to get into trouble. That's the world we're in. And it seems far easier to tally up our perception of other people's behavior into columns of right, wrong, good, bad, judging, criticizing them all the way to the whatever into time we have to do that. And, and, and yet just distancing ourselves from our own potential role in problems. We also disregard the possibility of our place in, uh, in solutions, as well as the joy and the affinity that come from problem solving effectively together. Unfortunately, our government doesn't model that, and now we're living in a disaster of a recession. You know, owning that you might have a hand in creating what's happening in the world around you doesn't make you a sucker, nor does it mean that you're to blame for everything that's going on, but rather it means that you're mature enough to realize that only by claiming responsibility for your life, you can live it in a way that both empowers you and brings you closer to others, because now you have a thing called integrity. And guess what? You don't manage integrity, you're going to be sitting in a nursing home by yourself with nobody there to visit, sitting in the hospital with a heart attack with nobody even caring. That's what happens to people that don't manage their integrity unless they've been bought off, you know, and can pay to have people come visit them. You know, the bottom line is is if you don't manage it, nobody's going to want to have anything to do with you. And unfortunately, that is, is, is pervasive. The lack of integrity in our society is pervasive. And people don't want to deal with other people because you just can't trust them. And that's the narrative we have going on in this world. And, and that's the tribalism that we have going on in this world. It means you're mature enough if you have the ability to take responsibility to realize that only by claiming responsibility for your life, you can live it in a way that both empowers you and brings you closer to other people. And, and a life which, in, in my mind, is the only one worth living. You know, relationships has to do with meaning. And if you want your life to have no meaning, don't take responsibility for anything. If you want your life to have meaning, be a responsible person. Own your crap. Own how you're perceived. Allow yourself to be accountable for anything and everything in your life that happens. That doesn't mean you have to be guilty or shameful, but it means you're human. God forbid. Do we all have to be perfect? You know, diffusion of responsibility is a, is a psychological phenomenon in which people are less likely to take action when in the presence of a large group of people. For example, imagine that you're in a large city uh, you notice someone falling to the ground and start convulsing as if they're having a seizure. Many people turn and look at that person, and but no one moves. 
to help or call for medical assistance. Why? Because there's so many people present and no one person feels pressured to actually respond. So each person might think, oh, someone else has probably called for help or no one else is doing anything, so it must be, mustn't be that serious. You know, the situation is often used to explain the bystander effect, which suggests that the greater number of people present, the less likely people are to help the person in distress. You know, in the city uh, of, of Seattle, where I live, they will not prosecute rapists. They won't. They won't do it. it. It's too much. It's too much work. They would rather do murder. They don't want to go after it because they don't have enough staff. They don't have enough people. That's the level of our value that we have suicidal people who we call to get a cop out there or somebody out there to help them, and they show up four hours later. You know, that is the world we live in, you know, and it's this bystander effect is becoming a way of life. And it's the less likely people are to help a person in distress. And this isn't to suggest that people aren't acting because they lack compassion, but they may not be able to process a traumatic event as it unfolds, especially when others are around. They look at their own life and say, I got enough problems. I don't want to have to take on your crap. So that's the way we live with a lack of empathy for each other, even though empathy is where and compassion is where we meet as people. That is where we are at our best. As people, that's when we have risen to the highest of high, of the best of the best, the closest to God, is when we have compassion and empathy for others, no matter what they've said to us, no matter what their perception is of us, no matter what their, their bias is or their tribe is. All of us have something inside of us that we all can agree on. There is more good to us than there is bad. It's just that we like to stare at the bad and label because we're lazy and that makes life easier. Life is in the gray. That means we have to not label. That means we have to be able to learn and accept other people's perceptions of the world. And actually maybe it will change us a little bit. But the first step involves actually noticing a problem. You know, the next, in the, the individual must decide if they want to witness the problem or is it an actual an emergency where they can help? The next is perhaps the most critical decision in the process, deciding to take a responsibility to actually act. Then the individual has to decide what needs to be done. Finally, the bystander must actually take action. I can tell you, I was in an accident. I had a day surgery and I was on some kind of uh, uh, pain medication and I did not know, they let me drive home. And as I drove home, I passed out on a freeway in Los Angeles and drove off the freeway. I'm surprised I didn't kill anybody and basically hit a fence down a hill head on. And luckily it was not the tree next to the fence. And uh, basically what happened is my car uh, totaled and caught on fire. And what is amazing is this man came down uh, uh, and actually pulled me out of the car and OnStar called an ambulance. So the ambulance and the fire department show up and I'm just sitting there next to my car, not even thinking that it could blow up from fuel. But my life was saved by this guy. And guess what he did? When he heard the ambulance coming and the fire trucks coming, he ran back up to his car and took off. Now, probably had a criminal record. He had a lot of tattoos. He didn't look like the most safe person. But man, he saved my life. He saved my life. And, and I got to tell you, I 
pray to God that more people could be like that because there was a thousand other people on the freeway that did nothing. So, you know, the bottom line is we, we sometimes have to have the courage to take responsibility and action. Um, what, what complicates this process is that these decisions often need to be made quickly. There's often an element of danger or stress or emergency, sometimes personal risk involved. And adding to this pressure-packed situation is a problem of ambiguity. You know, sometimes it isn't entirely clear who's in trouble, what is wrong, what needs to be done. You know, if, if onlookers are not really sure of what's happening and unclear about who is in trouble – or unsure of the person that really needs assistance, then they're far less likely to take action. I remember when my neighbor uh, back in Indiana described uh, a, a situation where uh, the, a husband was beating a wife uh, outside of their vehicle, and they were fighting, and their three kids, their three boys were sitting in the back seat, and this driver drove up and stopped the fight, got the kids and the wife in his car with his wife, and took them back to their house and had them stay at their house overnight. It's amazing. It's amazing that people back then had that kind of heart. Today, we do see that in very, very, very small incremental situations, but not in the vast majority. You know, uh, 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 people, sometimes people don't step in to help because they feel unqualified. You know, a person who's received specific training in first aid or CPR will probably feel more capable of offering assistance, you know. But what's more important is the diffusion of responsibility occurs within a hierarchical organizations. Subordinates who claim to be following orders, taking responsibility for committing what they logically know to be illegal or immoral. This kind of group behavior leads to such crimes against humanity and uh, even death, you know, and people losing their job, losing all their income, losing their family, losing their home, living on the streets, because we have this hierarchical situation where people can dump responsibility on other people, other organizations, dump it down the ladder to people below them. And yet the fact is this damage that happens to people's lives on a daily basis, irreparable damage, is because people do not value responsibility in the way that once we had. You know, when we lived in smaller cities, we had to look out for each other. We had to be safe for each other. We had to be neighbors. We had to be friends. In that, that had a sense of accountability to it. However, in this day and age, God forbid you ask for responsibility, you will actually get twice as much damage to your life as if you, as if, uh, you are the one who caused the problems. You know, responsibility ends when the person has accomplished a task. You know, the, 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 this obligation of a person to perform a task is one thing. When a superior delegates authority to perform a certain task, they are answerable to their superiors for those tasks. And the lack of parity should not be there as it will not help achieving the desired result because the hierarchy may be assigned to somebody who's not fully capable of doing the assignment. And so maybe the high, maybe the person that's that's delegating also doesn't have the skill set to do what they're delegating. And so everybody's going to look like a failure, especially the one that has to take responsibility for something their boss wouldn't take responsibility for. You know, it is very much an idea of social responsibility that means there's firm accomplishments, it's got goals, it serves society well. 
You know, every organ of society contributes to, to growth and success of each other and survival as we take responsibility for our safety, for our food, for our inflation, our economy, our life, our, our energy, our fuel. All of that stuff has to be accounted for. Our children, you know, if we don't do that, if we don't own responsibility, everything starts to fall apart. Then we become what's called a third world country where there are no firm rules. There are no anything. There's just a general sense of guidelines to follow rather than laws. And this is a land in the United States where law was used to be important, but now if the law doesn't suit somebody, they'll just shoot the judge. And it's just amazing to me, this world that we're living in, where accountability is not there. And by the way, the prosecutor will let them off. Um, you know, that's the disgusting part of our world. We're living in with these big cities, with these, these district attorneys who could care less about the public who pays taxes. They'd rather let the criminals you know, do whatever they want to do. We have a government letting people across the border, no matter if they have COVID or not, or diseases or criminals, uh, terrorists, they don't care. They'll just let them across. It's just amazing to me that we have accepted this level of living in our life. You know, it is and also stealing our election. We are okay with that. We're okay with that. That sucks. You know, it, it is described as a conservation of energy when uh, we do not uh, when we choose to be responsible because now we're targeting ourselves towards working and being safer and being there for each other and being present and being and owning our contributions. That's important. That is a it increases efficiency in our life. It increases our quality of life. It increases our income. It increases our our integrity. All of that takes place when we take responsibility. It's less energy. To, when you have to tell a lie then, or tell somebody that they're a liar, even though they may not be, when you have to gaslight, you have to keep maintaining that. you got to keep fueling that. And eventually you make that a way of life because it's so hard to begin to have to live that way that you have to make it a way of life. You know, that's how narcissists develop. You know, fair business practice, it, it, it's, a, it's a focus of a relationship with companies and people you know, that is important to have. We all need that. We need to have, you know, a, a, a place where we can actually shake hands and that's a deal rather than have to have a signature that you can verify in court. A shaking of hands is a deal. Wouldn't that be nice if we lived in a world like that? You know, uh, also watered down human resources. Human resources is there to do what's politically right rather than what is right. They're there to represent the company, not the individual. That's what they do. And so the bottom line is we think human resources is there for us. No, it's there to tame us. It's there to shape us as people. But is that right? Is that responsible? No, even that part of living in this society is 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 cluttered with with huge amounts of evil and crap all right we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back i'm gonna calm down and we're gonna deal with this responsibility issue come back <laughs> Friend us on facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world voice america empowerment Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. 
Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about responsibility or lost value. You know, if you think about it, every conflict you will ever have in life is a trust issue. That means that there's either emotional mistrust, there's physical mistrust, there's financial mistrust, whatever the case may be. But if it's going to be emotional mistrust, there's a really high likelihood that that relationship is not going to last very long. If you want to tear the binder off what makes a relationship work, then don't take any responsibility for anything that you do and blame everybody else. And you will find that you're living in a world of very terrible relationships in your life that you have a hard time navigating. You know, when you have house guests, do they turn the lights off after you? Are they, are they careful where they leave their shoes or their clothes? Do they clean up the bathroom? Do they pitch in with meals? In other words, are they responsible? You know, responsibility means feeling it's your duty to deal with what comes up, being accountable and being able to act independently and make decisions without authorization. There's both moral and personal responsibilities. Also, responsibility is having common sense, you know, authority, leadership, maturity, being reliable, uh, trustworthy, dependable, answerable. But we don't all express our ability to be responsible in the same way. So let's look at the different types of responsibilities. Now, here's the, 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 the most nutted up people in the world, and that's called the perfectionists. You know, they sometimes feel overly responsible for their own or others behavior. You know, they, they, um, you know, live in the world of shoulds and musts. So they're, they're shooting all over themselves and they're masturbating. And so, you know, this type of person includes the desire to improve their self and others uh, to be good learners and teachers and to worry about how things are going all the time. And so what they do is they put this perfectionistic 
uh, mindset together. And if it's not going to be perfect, they won't do it at all. And so that creates, my friends, depression. So that is a form of responsibility, being a perfectionist and being irresponsible because not we are not entitled to be perfect. Everything, technology, everything in this world evolves. It's not perfect. It evolves. It evolves and evolves and evolves. We evolve, hopefully. We're devolving right now, by the way, as, as our society is going. You know, there's also these other people that take responsibility. They're, 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 there's the helpers. They're a lot like the ones regarding responsibility, but responsibility often centers on their relationship to another person. That means they're trying to be codependent. And if they make their life that style, they're going to have a nice little narcissist sitting around in their life. You know, so try hard to be there for is important for people in their lives. But without boundaries, what I can do and what I can't do, that is important. So if you're one of these people that likes to be a helper, I just want to help other people. That's great. But that doesn't mean you don't fill your own gas tank. You have to fill your tank first so you can help other people. Otherwise, you both run out of gas. You know, there's also the the achievers. that they, they often feel responsible for getting ahead in the world, for leading others to get things done. Their responsibility includes presenting a, a favorable image that will enhance others' uh, respect for them. So that means they live with external validation, how I look to other people, which is ego-based rather than your person, who you are, what your soul is. If we live about an image of ourselves, it's hard to maintain an image of yourself without other negative parts of you slipping through the cracks. So, you know, if you're going to be an achiever, don't lay, label yourself as an achiever. Just try to achieve in life and see what happens. Take some leaps of faith and you may actually enjoy your life rather than living in fear. You know, romantics feel responsible for themselves, for honoring, expressing their feelings and their values and for finding beauty in life. Yes, you know, if they slip up on their responsibilities, they're likely to feel ashamed because they're not showing the emotions that other people uh, would want from them. You know, romantic people are wonderful, but if they're overly romantic in their ideals rather than logical, they're going to live a life making emotional decisions rather than logical decisions. They're going to make very irrational choices and they're going to have a hard time because they're always going to be resenting themselves and others for the decisions that they made in their life because they did it when they were emotional. We are supposed to make decisions when we are logical. Logical people make better choices because they don't have to revisit them over and over and over. Look at the line at Costco for refunds and that will tell you how many people have made in our society, that gives you an idea of how many people actually make huge emotional decisions. You know, observers often have high ideals, but are not high, likely as, as most other types of people to push their ideals on other people. You know, they feel responsible to themselves and sometimes to others for determining what's logical. You know, so uh, if, if responsibility is being in a, 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 a spell, basically, of your parental mode, that means that we're just kind of standing back and watching. And if you're that way in life, that's great. But you also have to step into life rather than judge life. You got to actually own something in this life and it may actually fail. And who cares if we fail? We learn from failure. Why do people worry so much about failure? Well, perfectionists freak out 
whenever there's failure involved. Some people fear failure through their whole life. What a stressful life. You know, failure is a degree. It is not an end. It, it, there's degrees of failure. You know, there's also these people that will deflect people by uh, uh, questioning. You know, they're aware of things in life and then they catastrophize. So they basically go down the road and say, what if this happened? What if that happened? What if this happened? And so they want you to never, ever make a choice because you have to think about all the worst things that are possible to happen. That's a fear-based life. Life is faith-based. It's not fear-based. So if you're going to live, you got to jump. If you're going to buy that car, buy it. Buy a house, buy it. But make sure it's a logical choice and not an emotional impulse. Like a car salesman, they want to amp you up, get you in the car, make you feel good. Woo, woo, woo. Real estate agent, they'll get you in the house. Look what you could do. Look at the school. Look, 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 look. Okay, great. So we get all this emotional hype and all of a sudden we're making emotional choices and then we find we can't pay our bills. You know, that is what people prey on is your emotions when it comes down to making decisions. So if you're going to be a responsible person, make logical logical choices. That's the main ingredient. You know, then, then there's people that are adventurers and we're basically working off anagrams here. And, and so they, they often feel responsible for protecting the environment in which they live and play. Many feel responsible from a young age of staying happy themselves for making other people happy. You know, th these guys are also, uh, you know, they want to explore. They want to get out in the world. And I love this type of person because that kind of person is actually going to live a life rather than cope with life. You know, and there's then there's assertive people, not aggressive, assertive people where they feel responsible for enforcing rules, standing up for the truth and justice. But, you know, the truth is in this world, fair is a place where they judge pigs, especially in this day and age. You know, and we, we really need to feel responsible, you know, to for ourselves. That's the big thing that we have to learn. But these asserters, they feel use of their 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 strength to lead and protect others. Well, that's great to be assertive. I think it's a wonderful trait. If you're going to be assertive, there's a high chance you're also going to be a responsible human being, which would be a wonderful thing to demonstrate to our younger people who are moving so far away from what responsibility actually means. You know, then there's peace seekers and they they feel for responsible for promoting harmony and fairness. You know, well, that's great, but not all of life uh, is going to be harmonious and fair. What's going to happen is we all have to hear each other. We have to be good listeners. God forbid we become good listeners. We all think in this day and age that our voice is more important than listening. Listening is more important than your words. That says a lot. Your questions that you ask actually dictate how intelligent you are. Your questions, not your answers, your questions. That is where life is met. Curiosity. If you want to live a long life, if you have the capacity in your biology and your genes to live a long life, then you want to be a curious individual all the way to your death. Because that keeps your brain thriving. And what do you think runs the show? Your brain. Your brain operates all your organs. So you've got to keep that muscle going, at least if you want to have a chance of living a good life. So these peace seekers are great. You know, they, they, they want to, but they, but the problem is sometimes they miss the point and don't want to have responsibility, but that if they can help create responsibility, you're responsible for this and you're responsible for that, do that.
and stop beating each other up. If we can do that, then maybe we're going to work together better. And that's a true uh, peace-seeking mode of operation that all of us should do is making people be responsible in order to get peace. If people don't learn to be responsible in this world with nuclear weapons, we have no peace. Responsibility is the key. We have to value that. When we're responsible, we don't postpone a task because it makes us uncomfortable. It's something we really don't want to do. We just do it and then evaluate how it feels after we've done it. That's the counter to depression. Depression tells you and anxiety tells you fear and hopelessness will tell you to do what you feel because I don't feel like it. I don't feel like going to school. I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. So we don't do this because we don't feel like it. No, life is about using your emotions to motivate you. I know I will feel good once this task is done. Once I mop the floor, that's going to feel good. So yes, we want to have responsibility because it feels good. Being responsible also means we learn to manage our time in order to accomplish our goals, but at the same time, we don't take on so much that we become overwhelmed. If we overextend ourselves, it's not healthy for our recovery and we likely won't live up to our commitments. So as I've said before, we have to learn to set boundaries. What I can do and what I can't do. It's not no. You don't have to say no, but no is good. But can do and can't do. That's boundaries. Geez, why can't we do that? It's so easy. You know, uh, we have to take our commitments. You know, if it's something we might like to ignore, we feel better about ourselves. Each step we take towards being responsible and productive helps raise our self-esteem and our relationships with our family, with our friends, with our coworkers, and improves everything when we re embrace responsibility in our life. Being responsible pays big dividends. But if you're going to marry somebody that's irresponsible, guess what they're going to do? They're going to overpower you because they're going to subvert everything you do as a responsible parent, and your kids are going to grow up in a massive confusion as to what's right or wrong, or they learn to manipulate the parent that's more lenient against the parent that's not. And so we raise kids to understand that they have to lie to be able to get through life. That means no responsibility. So guess what their life's going to be full of? Trust issues. So how many times are they married? Probably six to 10. Who knows in this day and age? We have no values anyway. So guess what? We're raising kids that don't value responsibility. If you want to have kids take responsibility, put them on a behavior contract. Line up three things. Do your chores. Do your homework. Don't talk back. Do any of these three things. I'm going to take your phone away for, for a day. If you do it again, I'm going to take it away for a week. Do it again, I'm going to take it away for a month. All right, so why don't you do have them sign the contract and own the responsibility at a young age so they learn what responsibility means. A behavior contract, that means you don't have to reinvent the wheel of consequences. Every single time you see your kid do something wrong, you actually refer back to the contract, take away the phone, and life goes on. You know, why can't we do simple, simple, simple stuff? Why do we make things so complicated when it comes to responsibility? When you think of that word responsibility, you may feel like it's an adult trait, better left for more adulty type people. You know, waking up early, getting to work every time, every day, remember to exercise or to grocery shop. These are habits of responsible people and ones that you are far from nailing down. 
and you know, I I get the feeling, and I understand it's difficult to be responsible on a twenty-four by seven basis, especially outside of work. But that doesn't mean it's impossible or something you shouldn't work towards. Responsibility is something that to be thought of as something in process, something that you continually value and work at. It's a quality that you have developed over time that makes things run in a more efficient organized manner and enables you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. But when you aren't responsible, it can start negatively affecting your life. People who are not responsible struggle with relationships with anybody, with work, having a hard time making goals and deadlines, even trusting themselves to get something done, procrastinating, losing jobs all the time, uh, having income that's on the credit card debt, you know, it's it, living off credit cards, you know, and then finally that runs out and they're on the street or whatever they're doing or borrowing from anybody they can. You know, uh, it, it, it's it's something that we have to take on in our life and we have to stand up for. You know, if you're not present and forgetful in your relationship, you end up costing the relationship or losing respect or losing the trust of those that we care about. And if you're going to be a turd, go lay in the yard. You know, the bottom line is being an irresponsible person is ugly and negative and stinky and really a bad quality for any human being. And if we all began to step up and own things in our life, we might find that we live in a world that is much better than the one we're in today. You know, all the drama can be avoided when we take accountability for ourselves and our other and our own country, our own government, our own cities, our own medical, our own everything, our our our, our own school systems, our our own homes, our own children. All of that becomes a great umbrella of wonderment and, and ease in which we're now we can focus on relationships with each other. All right, we're going to take another break and come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about responsibility, our lost value in the world. You know, responsible people seem to have a magic ability to stick to their plans, much to the annoyance of the rest of the world. They, if they want to get up earlier, they do. If they plan to save money, it actually happens. But even more impressively, they have the ability to say no to something they can't commit to. And that's just about as responsible as it gets. You know, theory, the, you, once again, and I've talked about it a couple of times, think about what you can do and what you can't do you know, in order to, uh, to avoid having to make an excuse. It's better to be honest than to make an excuse and back out. People that do that are flaky. People that do that lack the ability to be a full adult. There's a lot of people in this world, irresponsible people who never take accountability for their inner child. What is your inner child? It is a traumatized person in their childhood who takes that trait into their adult life and reverts to that child whenever somebody presses a button around the trauma that they experienced at the age they experienced. So if you are traumatized at nine, you might act like a nine-year-old when that button is pushed and you are, uh, somebody's trying to you know, touch you sexually or something like that. You know, God knows what the, the trauma is, but we come from different ages in our experiences in life where we are traumatized and then we, we revert to that age when someone hits the button. We have to parent that inner child and take responsibility for that inner child and change our reactions. That means grow up. You know, the responsible people of the world are all about planners and agendas, calendars, post-it notes. They're, they're hyper-organized to an amazing degree because they want to live as much as they can. They don't want to sit back and go, geez, I just don't want to experience life. They want to get life to the hilt. And that's because they're responsible people. And, and you may marvel at it to look that, that, you know, that it's actually quite easy for you to do. If you develop an organizational system to make sure that you're on top of your schedule, your goals, your tasks that are due, make sure that you're also tracking personal plans, obligations in the same manner so that you never miss anything and you follow through on your word and your promises. Done, 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 done. Then when you're in the experiences that you're in that you've planned, you can actually enjoy the experiences because you planned in advance. If you do everything at the last minute, your life's going to be a disaster and responsibility is not your value. If you want to be perceived as a responsible adult human being, then undying punctuality is going to be your new goal because nothing is more impressive and responsible or adult than actually showing up on time. You know, how would it be, you know, sometimes I have to get caught in uh, couples counseling where they throw a bomb at the end. It's understood sometimes I'm going to be late to my next session, but that's rare. I am usually on time to my sessions, and that is in itself respect of my clients. And that is what we have to do as people is own all of our responsibilities, all our behaviors, you know, dependability, proving that you don't want to waste other people's time, 
also makes you appear trustworthy, and it's a trait that will pair nicely with your newfound responsibility. I'm sure you've witnessed some of your uh, witnessed some of your friends, you know, that wait till the last minute and then they bail out on plans. And I'm sure if you're going to surround yourself with people like that in your life, you're going to be fairly dissatisfied. If you want to have a life of integrity, surround yourself with people who value responsibility. That's a big deal. You know, uh, uh, if you want to handle a situation honestly, that is the best way to do. To actually tell the truth is honestly the best way to go because it makes your life easier. If you're in a situation and you can't or don't want to meet up with somebody, tell them well ahead of time that you aren't so they aren't left waiting. They'll appreciate the heads up. They may not like it, but they'll appreciate it. You know, responsible people also keep their cool. They don't respond. They don't respond while they're reacting. They wait and react, and then they respond. Then they respond when they are logical. They don't let their anger or jealousy get out of hand. They're entitled to have it, have that emotion, but let it emote. Let it move through you, and then get to what am I going to do about it? Be logical. That makes a much better life. That makes trust a much better way of living. You know, if we're going to be always reacting and making decisions when we're going to react, we're going to be throwing out divorce, divorce, divorce when we're married. Even if we don't want a divorce, we're going to be throwing that word out because that's what we feel like rather than what we think. And the more you do that, the more you're probably going to get a divorce. Do you really want that? Probably not. You probably don't want your income caught in half. You probably don't want your kids to turn into victims and have to have step parents who look at them like little turds who are not disciplined by their biological parent because their biological parent is too guilty and shameful to actually help their children by disciplining because they're so shamed that they made a childlike decision themselves. So if we go on to, through this wonderful thing, you start to understand that we as adults need to own responsibility for everything and we need to wait for a response rather than living in a reaction if you're going to discipline your kids while you're reacting you're probably going to abuse them you're probably going to beat the crap out of them you're probably going to end up in jail someday you know that's stupid wait take a time out and call a time back and let yourself cool down if you're one of these idiots that has a silent treatment for a week because you can't deal with this other person and you want to punish them for whatever they've done, you're probably not a good disciplinarian and you're probably a rather depressed and anxious individual to have to be around and in yourself, probably the same thing. You know, that kind of uh, behavior is it, it totally irresponsible and ridiculous. People that live like that, they need to set an appointment to come back and put on your little adult panties and actually speak the truth to each other and be responsible. Be calm, collect, use your words. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be great? You know, think back to when you were a kid. Your parents didn't just leave you at home alone on a whim. They waited until you were ready to look after yourself for maybe a few minutes. And if it went well, they'd leave you for longer periods of time. And the same thing goes on in adulthood. Responsible types earn respect through proving themselves, and they are always willing to work for it. If you want people to trust you, you have to ask them, would you please have faith in me? I know you don't trust me. I don't. I can't control when you're going to trust me. But would you please have faith in me that I want to do the right thing and that I want to be there for you? You know, that's how we get the bridge back to trust. 
If you want to get your adult pants on, live in faith, ask for faith, get to trust when you do. You know, there's something very brave about admitting your mistakes. And that's just what responsible people do. The moment they realize something went wrong or they screwed up, they own it. And if you do the same, people, bosses, friends are much less likely to get mad or more likely to work with you to fix the issue. Isn't that kind of intelligent? You know, I'm sure you can see that a huge theme here is willpower, you know, and, and you know, if a person is responsible, they want to make a change and they do it. But you have to have a will to do that. The will is your soul. It's your essence. And sometimes that's all you have. Maybe there's not an emotion that will drive you, but your will might be able to drive you. And if you have that essence behind you, then you are more likely to be a responsible human being. You know, it's normal to want to avoid pain or discomfort, but pain is a reminder we're still alive. Pain has something to teach us. It is important for us to embrace the fact that in this life, we are going to have pain. It's a matter of not the pain, but how we choose to respond to the pain and how we choose to try to eliminate the pain. That's where the lesson is learned. So you reinforce yourself that you can't handle distress. That means you're going to develop a narrative that I just can't handle. I just can't handle it. This is who I am. This is what I am. I'm anxious. I'm afraid. I'm always trying to control. I'm negative. I'm depressed. Whatever label you want to reinforce in yourself, it's easy to do that, and you'll collect evidence to prove yourself to be that. But the problem is uh, you know, because you want to be right. But the problem is, is that we live in those narratives. And that spoils our life. You know, it's really important. If you want a quick tip on how to adopt, you know, responsibility, think about doing the worst thing on your to-do list first. That is a, a responsible human being. Do the worst, hardest thing on your list first and then do all the easy stuff or the stuff after that. You know, that would be taking real responsibility in your life, that is a person who really cares about integrity and helping other people and making their life substantial. You know, when you agree to do something, do it. Let people down, they'll stop believing in you. You know, you want to answer for your actions, even if it wasn't your intention. Don't try to be right. Allow people to have their perception. And then if they want to hear your explanation, let them have that too. You know, always use your head. Don't put things off. These are very simple things that a responsible person grasps. You know, a a responsibility is something that you're expected to do. A responsibility might be a task you are expected to do. For example, your parents might expect you to brush your teeth. Brushing your teeth is responsible. It's your responsibility to do that every day because nobody wants to smell your stinky breath, number one. And nobody wants to have to take you to the the, the dentist to uh, have your uh, cavities removed and all these shots in your mouth and all that stuff. They want you to avoid that. You know, becoming a responsible person means being able to consciously make decisions, conduct behaviors that seek to improve yourself and, God forbid, help other people. You know, most importantly, a person accepts the consequences of their own actions and their own decisions, you know, if you're going to be responsible adults, they're, they're answerable for their life obligations, including employment, bills, house, chores, upkeep, children, parenting, you know, taking care of their spouse, making sure their, their spouse feels like they're cherished. 
you know, they, they're responsible for what they sign up to do, both in their public and their private lives, and uh, such as what they say, write, promise to do. But that's why boundaries of what I can do and can't do are so important for a person that's responsible, because they will not overload themselves if they uh, take accountability for what they can or can't do, you know? When, Matt, when a, a, a person falls in love, they throw responsibility out the window and become hyper-romantic. They go through what's called the honeymoon phase. Sometimes they're dumb enough to get married during the honeymoon phase, and then they discover the individual that they actually married is quite different than what they deluded themselves to believe while they were in the honeymoon phase. You know, they look for sexual fulfillment, uh, re recreational companionship, financial support, attractiveness, domestic support, admiration, all that things tend to happen during the honeymoon phase. However, if we're making big decisions during the honeymoon phase, we're going to find ourselves likely, in all odds, desperately miserable later on. And so, you know, the reason people have a very strong uh, honeymoon phase is likely because they were depressed before they met the individual that they're with. So that person has become their their magical remedy towards depression, and guess what? They feel great until their depression comes back, and then that person's got to deal with that. You know, what are some emotional needs that are very important? Affection, sexual fulfillment, intimate conversation. That means how are you feeling? Rather than how is your day, how are you feeling? That's a beautiful question. Financial support. Domestic support, taking care of yourself, honesty and openness. These are all healthy emotional needs that have to be met for us to have a good and balanced life. All right. That's our show. I'd, I'd love hearing from you. You could do that uh, through uh, voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. All right. So remember, so many days have been ruined by responsibility. <laughs> and, you know, why? Why? Why do I have to be held responsible for how my face looks when you talk? <laughs> also, with great beards come great responsibility. Also, <laughs> trust that your response has more importance than my reaction. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.